Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, Iowa. We are 3 0. Well, hey, yesterday was so hot. Like, it was very hot outside. Mid-September, you don't expect it. And I don't think people understand how much hotter the turf makes it. Um, here's what it is. 23 degrees hotter than, like, what the actual temperature is. So I, when I got in my car to come home, it was, I think, 87 is what my thing said. So Ooh, math. Add 23. What do you get? Oh, no. 110. Thank you. That's exactly what I was going to say. You just beat me a second to it. Uh, 110, 110. Uh, oh, dang it. Um, 300th win in Kinnick. Kind of a milestone there. That's fun. So when I, I read it somewhere, it was like 1920. Is that, does that sound right? 1929 would be is that 300 years. Like 300 years? <laughs> oh, not 300 years. 300 wins ago. <laughs> does that seem right? Uh, I'm not sure. Doesn't matter. Either way, 300th win in Kinnick Stadium. I think we're like seventh in the, in the Big, Big Ten. Ten. Yeah, I think we're tied with Penn State. Yeah, that, that sounds right? right. I think that was before they played, though. So mm. they might be at 301 now. Gotcha. Yeah, that was a good game last night. That was a really good game. Auburn's quarterback is very fast. He was scooting. Okay. Um, you know, yesterday had its moments. Well, Saturday. There were glimpses. Yeah, if you're listening to this on Monday, it would be Saturday. Um, it had its moments. Kent State is a pretty good team. I'll give that to them. It felt exactly how I would imagine the Texas A&M game felt for Texas A&M fans. Right? Don't you think? Blown open in the second half after being close in the first half. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, Goodson's three touchdowns, especially the 46-yard one. Over 150 yards. Yeah. when He scored the that 46-yarder in the south end zone, I believe. And I was over there down on the field and he um they didn't show it on tv but he did a um, like slow motion bow to the student section and i was curious so I, then he kind of walked off and i was like oh be careful you know because you never want to celebrate too much and i saw the ref kind of be like hey relax kind of thing like settle down so is that something that when you go into meetings on sunday like are they going to ream him for it or is it just going to be like hey don't do so much or is that really just like i don't know there's different levels. Uh, okay, <laughs> for something depends. like that. I'm sure they'll say something and be like, hey, like, don't get a dumb penalty because mm-hmm. of this. You already scored. You did your job. You can be excited because obviously you work really hard. I talk about it all the time. You work hard for these opportunities and to score. But like Noah doing the row of the boat mm-hmm. <laughs> against Minnesota. Did he get a penalty for that? He or? did not. Okay. So, But I mean, it, it's just one of those things where like you're probably tiptoeing the line a little bit. Um, and... Uh, they might talk about it, they might not, but it'll probably be one of those things like, please don't give us a penalty kind of thing. Okay, so they're not going to be too mean to him about it. I mean, I'm not in those meetings, so they might say something, but okay. I'm sure it'll be something chill, but at the same time, it'll be like, we don't we, we don't want to get a dumb penalty because right. you've already done your job. Okay, 
I was just curious. Um, and then Nico's long catch. How many yards was that? 30? It was like 40 something, 45, 40 something? 48. I mean, that's kind of what we were waiting on all day, I feel like. And all of last week and the week before, just for somebody, one of our receivers to really just break out, have a nice long catch. It was like a breath of fresh air, I felt like, for the offense. Did you I, feel that way? I just feel like Spencer's got a governor on right now. Mm, okay. I feel like whether it's self-imposed or whether it's offensively imposed, I feel like he's waiting to just launch okay. a pass. Yeah, I could see that. Um, Van Valkenburg, Laporta. Both had great showings yesterday, um, and maybe you can expand on that a little bit later, too. And, um, I mean, it was good to get the third win, of course, and I don't know. I think there's a lot to talk about when it comes to this game. But in the post-game interview with, like, the BTN sideline reporter, um, Ferentz was like, yeah, you know, like, kind of acknowledged that they were ranked number five. I think that had something to do with the question he was asked or something. And he was like, yeah, you know, um, tomorrow, if anybody was watching, we should be ranked 15th. And I was like, oh, geez, they just took a <laughs> shot there. Um, so, like, what did he mean by that? I mean, obviously, I, I don't know. I know what he meant by that. But I guess what's your kind of take on that comment? Well, I mean, obviously, offense needs to be more consistent and we can't give up big plays on defense. I mean, the normal stuff. But part of it, too, is the the penalties that we had in the, in the first half. You know, like false starts, offsides, just dumb, what we would classify as like a dumb penalty. Mm-hmm. You know, like we can't be having that kind of stuff and consistently, we can't be doing that at, consistently and still play at a high level. So I think that was still just a little bit uncharacteristic. I mean, it's just one of those things that, you know, they'll look at it and be like, guys, we got to be focused in from the first snap to the last snap. And obviously they came out in the second half and, and turned it around. Yeah. I think it was also a game when we looked at the AM box score, AM Kent State game. Um, when we looked at it, I think it was the same kind of thing where it looked a lot better on paper than it felt watching. Sure. You know, in terms of AM versus, you know what I'm yeah. saying. Um, and I think that's what happened to us kind of yesterday, too, where I think everyone was expecting this like monumental blowout, right? They and covered. They did cover 22 and a half. They covered. What, so, how much money did you make off of a $5 bet on? Not a lot, but either way, they covered 22 and a half points. All right. Um, <laughs> so I'm not getting a new pair of shoes. Is that what you're telling me? Uh, perhaps some from Walmart, like flip-flops. Okay. I can do that. Um, yeah. So I think it really just, yeah, looked a little better on paper than maybe people felt it went. You know what feels the good, though? Surprise cheese. I already know where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like it was a little surprising because I didn't know when it was coming. But so I said that I liked the cheddar the best. But after I tried all four again the next day, because I had to, um, I don't even know which one is my favorite now. There were a couple I hadn't even heard of. And I love them so much. Um, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I am a part of the Cheese of the Month Club from um, Galena River Wine and Cheese in Galena, Iowa. And it's incredible. Four different kinds of cheeses sent right to my door. If you want to be a part of it, go to GalenaRiverWineAndCheese.com. They've got a ton of different wines, cheeses, balsamic vinegars, oils. The list goes on. You got to go check them out. GalenaRiverWineAndCheese.com. Okay, Matt. I know last week we did a little bit of a Aaron Rodgers relax moment for the Hawkeye fans in terms of the offense. Let's get into it a little bit more today. Just after this game, kind of what you saw um, 
when you're looking at the stat sheet and you're looking at the box score, 206 yards rushing, 212 passing yards. And I know you always say, and everybody always says, a good run game opens up the pass game and vice versa. And I don't know, looks like they balanced it out, right, in terms of yardage. But it still seemed like the offense was a little bit clumsy. You know, I, I don't know how else to phrase it, but I mean, listening to KF talk in his post-game press conference, I mean, he also said, like, the execution just isn't quite there yet and that they've got a lot to work on. What's your take on the offense? Well, I kind of like how we talked before. We're still beating teams that we're supposed to beat. We're winning by favorable margins, spread mar- spread margins. And, like... The fact that we can still get so much better on offense, I think, is something that instead of pointing fingers or whatever it is, just be aware of where this team can get. You know, it's early in the year. Uh, We got Colorado State next week. But it's just one of those things that where we are and knowing that you can get exponentially better, just like I talked about last week. I think I went on a decent sized rant, (laughs) so I don't need to restate that. We had glimpses. We had glimpses, again, of what we can do. At the end of the first half, we had a 20-play, eight-and-a-half-minute, 95-yard drive. Mm, That's something you like to see. That's something you like. That's Iowa football. That's converting a few third downs. It's Laporta on a tiptoe catch. It's finding the open guy. What was the third down uh, conversion percentage? It was 50%, which is above what you're shooting for. I remember when we had Coach Davis, I want to say we were at it. We wanted to be above 46% or 48%, something like that. So 50%. Okay. So this is, again, like I know watching it feels a little bit like, what's going on? But then you look at at the stat sheet and it's like, well, not that bad. (laughs) And then (laughs) there were other things like like a tunnel screen to Tracy and he slips. Mm-hmm. Like it's one of those and you're like, oh man, did that could have been a big play. Did it look extra slippery to you? Being, I was like, why is everybody slipping? I think Charlie Jones slipped on some, like, uh, something he had. Was it a pass that he caught? Honestly, it might have been. Yeah. it's hard for me to see where standing on the side. But sure. I was like, it looks slippery out there. Sorry, continue. But I mean, it's, it's like a little play like that that could have busted open, right? Or we were just off on a little things. I talked about throwing bubbles and throwing... You know, trying to get quick things to get Spencer in rhythm. So they come back with some tunnel screens. So a tunnel screen is where you come in and the linemen get involved. So if the outside guy takes a jab step, the slot receiver goes over the corner, and then your tight end and lineman, whoever's on the inside of the slot closer to the ball, kicks out linebackers. So your outside receiver that's coming toward the ball behind the line of scrimmage, like catches it. They call it a run down the lane or run down the the train tracks. The hash marks mm-hmm. is kind of where you want to hit it, but. Um, so we ran that a few times with Tyrone, and I thought it was a good ball placement. Boom, boom. Uh, we were on a bubble to Nico, and unfortunately, Charlie got caught inside. So against that, really any kind of defense out there, the corner has one responsibility in run support. Outside contain. Do not let them get outside you because then the corner's gone. Uh, then the, um, sorry, the ball carrier can turn the corner, as they say, and your safeties are filling in to out. So they're not running to the sideline right now. They're filling inside because they expect the their corner to push the ball carrier inside. So Charlie goes out there to block him, and unfortunately he gets caught inside because he jumps inside. But you have to expect the DB to go outside. So the DB gave a move in and then went back out. Charlie got caught going in, so the DB made, around, made a good tackle. 
if Charlie's able to make that block, we easily get at least four yards, which is all you expect to get on something like that. Anything over that is gravy. So the fact that I think we're close on a lot of things, um, you know, Spencer short armed, uh, uh, come back to Charlie Jones later. I mean, that's obviously unfortunate. You'd like to see him throw some power behind it and get it there. But then we come back with a double move to Nico. And it wasn't a crazy double move. He didn't even have to turn his head. He kind of hit him with what they call the dead leg. Basically, you drop your weight really quick because if your DB's peeking in the backfield, Spencer gave a little uh, gave him a little shoulder fake. DB uh, comes up at it. Nico just runs right by him. And the biggest thing on double moves is don't get held. Don't get held because the DB's going to grab you because it's much better to give away 15 than it is a touchdown. And I know this pretty good from the Michigan State game and the Big Ten Championship when I was told don't get held and I ran way away from my guy and he still held me. (laughs) Um, And so it's like Nico did a fantastic job of not getting held um, and obviously resulted in a big play. So, I mean, there are glimpses there of what the offense can do. Again, it just comes back to consistency. Consistency and execution. I'm sure you didn't hear those words very often in your time. No, no, never. (laughs) (laughs) Only every day. Okay, yeah, that's fair. Um, Defense, let's talk about it. I think they were still consistent, still looked great. You hate to see the couple of long passes, big plays versus Riley Moss, but it happens. Um, Take me through that, actually. I'm kind of curious. What happened there? So Riley's been phenomenal up until now by the way he did kind of bounce back and get the fumble recovery after i think they gave the fumble to justin jacobs when kent state was driving there and was about to score and then like four hawkeyes hit him and he flipped over and kind of just threw the ball <laughs> i mean it, it, looked, sad, yeah. it, it looked different <laughs> um but everybody was gassed you didn't look at their offensive linemen they were not moving i mean kent state tries to run oh i want to say it was 85 plays a game Iowa, typically on offense, we run like 68 to 70, and that's a lot for us. And they normally run 85 or more. And so their guys were gassed. Like you talk about 23 degrees hotter, and puts us at 110 degrees down on the field. You got everything on. And uh, so their linemen were tired. They weren't getting a whole lot of push against our guys. And then Riley comes up with the fumble recovery, and he was pretty hyped up after the two <laughs> after the two bombs he had given up earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I talked about, so he's he's been phenomenal. Uh, he kind of got caught looking in the backfield, I think. Um, he's been able to jump some of those early and that's how he's been able to make those plays. But sometimes when you get caught looking, you forget about the guy next to you. And, uh, I'm sure coach Barker said something about get your eyes out of the backfield, you know, Mm -hmm. focus on your guy. So, I mean, it happens, but thankfully he's got some speed to, to run it down and make sure that a big play doesn't turn into a touchdown. Um, one of my favorite moments of the game was the safety in the South end zone. (laughs) As it should be. Well, just because you don't see it very often, first of all. And second of all, you actually brought this up, but I totally agree. Watching (laughs) the defense do the safety. Especially the linemen with the big (laughs) shoulder pads. It's hard for them to get their hands together. It looks like, you know, when like a baby tries to put their hands over their head (laughs) and their arms aren't quite long enough yet. Um, Yes. Yes. So that's partially why it was one of my I favorite love that plays. kind of stuff one of my favorites is uh i forget who we were playing but uh we ended up getting a safety and josie was like doing a kinda, oh, yeah kind of looks like a you know the um oh i don't know what it's called where they play like the flute and the snake comes out of the barely kind of look like the snake because his, his hands were moving side to side yep it's pretty funny stuff that was probably a top three josie celebration the other one was the um, bat against trace mcsorley yeah incredible. that was definitely up there <laughs> i love that one too kent state came in averaging 306 yards rushing per game 
obviously only through two games, but we held them to 79. So what does that say about our defense? How did they come in prepared? And how is that going to take us into Colorado State and into, I mean, more Big Ten games where we're facing I mean, better, you would think, rushing offenses? Yeah, it's we were able to stop that. Now, unfortunately, we didn't take advantage of too many opportunities through the air. They did, again, mostly because of those two big plays. Um, but I don't think they threw too many intercept uh, too many incompletions i think they were pretty consistent and efficient on that side one thing though is that our defense did get after them uh we had seven sacks um so our defensive line and linebackers we were blitzing a little bit they were able to get pressure and vice versa we didn't give up any sacks spencer didn't get knocked down while he had the ball at least (laughs) um so i mean that's a kind of a testament there between the two um you know we were able to get pressure and the more that we're able to do that uh, I think we're going to be good. So we covered offense, defense. Now we got to talk about special teams because we all know cohesive offense, defense, and special teams makes complimentary the, football. That's right. That's what I was looking for. <laughs> <laughs> um, and you know what else is nice when you have a great team of six realtors working on your side? You know what I'm saying? I do know what you're saying. <laughs> With the Bales team at Urban Acres, tell me a little more about it. Yeah, whether you're uh, whether you're selling a condo or you got a multi-million dollar acreage or you're looking for one, maybe it's commercial, maybe it's residential, maybe you just need a new spot to lease your new salon. It doesn't matter. You know, we'll be able to help you out. There's six of us um, that have worked with uh, something similar. So we all have knowledge on it. And if one of us, you know, has to take a leave of absence for whatever it is, there's five others that can step in their place and be able to help anyone, anyone that's, you know, having the Bills team help them. So, um, whether you're buying or selling, looking for anything, we'd love to help you. Yep. Look them up, urbanacres.com and click on the Bales team. So let's talk special teams. Just scrolling through Twitter, kind of one of my favorite places to find some quality content. That's a lie. Twitter That's kind of, an absolute lie. Kind of freaks me out. It does have quality content, though. <laughs> Some. Some. Um, like this next piece. Yes, I saw this meme. I should have written down who um, made it, but whoever did, well done. It was incredible. But it's the one where they have the two red buttons, and then the like superhero-looking guy. There's probably a specific name for this guy, but I'm not sure. He's like sweating because he doesn't know which one to pick or which one, which button, which to button push. to push. Yeah, and one of the buttons is like. I'm summarizing here, says like having anxiety over the Iowa offense. And then the other button is like getting excited to see Tory Taylor punt. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like sweating because he doesn't know, what, he doesn't which, know one. which one he likes. Um, yeah, I would have to agree with that. Um, I'm not anxious over the offense, though. Pretty excited about where they're headed. Um, Tory Taylor, 57 yard punt and a 60 yarder. Incredible. He is extremely fun to watch. And a I mean, he had a completed pass. And a completed pass. Let's not forget about that. This dude's got an arm, an arm and a leg. And who knew it? Who um, knew? I mean, first, well, second year playing American football. And they're like, ever. yeah, go ahead and throw on <laughs> on fourth down. <laughs> yeah. As if it wasn't surprising to see a punter throw, right? Like, you don't see that very often. Also, this punter specifically, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I don't know. I thought that was pretty fun, too. Um, your take on special teams. Tell me a little more about it. Um, I thought the punt unit was really good. Of course, like you talked about Tori Taylor. Um, Terry Roberts, I thought, bounced back after having that kick-catch interference. And uh, he's just been a consistent problem for other punt returners. When Tori's putting it on, uh, putting it up in the air for as long as he is, and it's a deep bomb, most of the time you think you're going to get a return. But 
Terry Roberts is right there. <laughs> and even if he's not making the tackle, all he has to do is make you go laterally. He takes his shot, and then the rest of the boys are coming. The cavalry is coming in that <laughs> instance. Um, so I thought that was good. Part return unit's always good. Kick return, they didn't want to kick it to Charlie, so they kicked it to Laporta. Um, as far as field goals, nothing too crazy. They went out there, did their job. So I don't think uh, I don't think there was anything really crazy about special teams, but they just went out there and did their job. One thing that I've noticed that uh, Tory Taylor's been really good at is pinning teams next to the sideline without kicking it out of bounds. And you looked at their kicker, and they kept kicking it out of bounds. It'd be like a 30-yard punt. But they're trying to go to the sideline, but they don't quite have the accuracy that Tory Taylor does. Hmm. So it's that, that part is another dimension that you can add to the field position game when your defense and special teams are as good as they are. Helps your offense out only have to go, you know, 40 yards. So what you're saying is those were kind of the heroes, Terry Roberts and Tory Taylor of special <laughs> teams. I'm using this as a segue. It was a very like I'll take it. Might be kind of a crappy segue. Um, let's go to our unsung heroes of the game. Do you want to go first, or do you want me to? I'll go first. Okay. Uh, on, I mean, obviously, not giving up any sacks is a good thing, especially when everybody's talking about the offensive line, this, that, and the other thing. And Spencer doesn't get sacked at all. That's a good thing. And especially when we got after their quarterback seven times. So I'm going to go with the offensive line for not giving up any sacks. But the other thing was Goodson's uh, first touchdown, where it was the fake fullback dive pitch. The offensive line has to sell the crap out of that dive. They have to make the entire defense think that you're going right. Now, Kent State didn't have a corner over there, which I think is absolutely asinine. I think you should have somebody on that side for something funky because otherwise... Exactly what happened happens. So I think you got to have somebody over there to to be ready for that kind of stuff. Um, but the offensive line, if they come flying off the ball like they believe it's a fullback dive, or they believe the ball is going to the right, that's how that play works. So offensive line selling it to the point where Goodson really had to outrun what a defensive end. Mm. Did you see in his uh, post game that he said he actually almost dropped that pitch? By the way, he did have to bobble it. <laughs> He's like, which I almost dropped. By the way. I thought that was funny. He 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 bobbled it, but as far as the offensive line, they made everybody believe that it was going to the right. Mm-hmm. So unsung hero, offensive line. And Kyler Shaw was back. Kyler Shaw was back. He didn't play the full game. He was kind of mixed reps there. But either way, offensive line. Okay. My unsung hero, and this is my second time mentioning special teams in, in this portion, um, but is Charlie Jones. First of all, I met Charlie's dad um, outside of the stadium before the game. Okay. Nicest man ever. <laughs> he was so nice. And, you know, you can just really tell on a parent's face and the way that they talk to you when you, like, mention their kid. Because he had his jersey on and stuff. He is so proud. Did he have the button? I don't know if he had the button, but he did have the jersey on. I feel like on. you got to have the button. He had a bucket hat on, too. <laughs> Big fan of a bucket hat. but It was sunny. It was. But he um, he was just the nicest man. Anyway, Charlie Jones, my unsung hero of the game. Just for his presence alone, basically just being himself and um, making Kent State not kick to him. And you had mentioned that a little bit when you were talking about special teams. Um, And honestly, we had pretty great field position anytime the the ball was punted to us. And you said that they were kicking it out of bounds. They just really didn't have the accuracy just because they were trying to keep it away from Charlie. Um, And the only time that he did return the ball... It has a really good return, 25-yard return. I like to see that, personally. I think people get pretty stoked about that. Any Absolutely. kind of return, 
is fun to watch. And he, we've talked about this too before, is he's like a risky returner in a, in a way. He's pretty elusive and he just kind of goes for it, um, which I can totally appreciate too. But um, I don't know, Kent State did their very best to um, avoid him getting the ball in returns and uh, they did pretty good. But yeah, so I would say that's my unsung hero of the game. He didn't have to do a whole lot in that <laughs> right. respect. Um, but but just that's, his... that's one of those things that what he's done affects the way that you play him versus right. what he's doing. Yeah, it's kind of like in kickball when you're in elementary school and people are like, move back. Oh, you're the dog if you're up to kick and somebody <laughs> says that. Everybody <laughs> move back. You're like, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the thing like, is, you know they're backing up and you're still like, I'm still going to try and kick it over them. I was just going to say, because I was pretty good at kickball in my day okay i was gonna say like i would always ask for rocky road by the way you have to because it's gonna be a bounce and it's gonna it's gonna fly off your foot but i was always that kid too if people were like move back i'd be like yeah watch this and then i'd kick it really short because everybody moved back gotcha trick play you know what i call that a wrinkle in the playbook okay in my head so when you were when you were playing kickball as a child (laughs) you would think i'm gonna hit him with this wrinkle Uh uh-huh I had a playbook. Five feet in front of me. I had a playbook. You don't know me. Speaking of which, we need to get back out to kickball. Yeah. What was that? Switcher fun days? Fairfax fun days. Fairfax fun days. Mm -hmm. That was a good time. That was a good time. So now that we've finally gotten our first question on Twitter, let's throw that into the very end of this podcast and address it. Who do we got? Oh, no. Dijon. Do you think that's how you say his name? Yeah. Okay. Dijon D. Um, asked the question what was question you have it right there yeah it says uh what does matt see as a key for the wide receiver group to work on the next two games before the next big 10 game i feel like the receiver group needs to find a guy like when it's third down you throw it to this guy oh really why do you feel like they need to find somebody like that why because you were that guy that's oh you bias that's no that's that's not that's that's not what I'm getting at, um, but I feel like there's a lot of revolve. It's kind of like a revolving door out there mm-hmm. right now. We had Arlen Bruce the fourth play quite a few snaps. Um, we've had um, Nico saw a little less time. Charlie Jones was playing and then came out and um, I want to say it's Keegan Johnson number six. I think he played a little bit. Uh, Tyrone was the only one that played the most, so I think he's the closest. Um, but he did have a few. He had the back shoulder that um, I thought he couldn't come down with. And then the catch that wasn't was very annoying Mm because he didn't make a a move, quote, common to the game, I think is how they phrased it. Yeah. And KF addressed that actually in his post game. And he was like, you know, the people upstairs in the the replay just kind of made the refs down on the field look silly because that was such a botch of a call. Yeah, that was bad. It was weird. That was really bad. Um, I thought that was a, I thought it was a good catch. Um, it was a great concept too. It was a smash route concept. They had somebody in the flat to take the corner down, which meant that Tracy was one-on-one with the safety going over to the corner. Um, and Spencer hit him, but for whatever reason, they took it away from him. Um, so I think Tyrone's getting closer to being the guy, but I feel like that and then consistent blocking on the outside to work on that short game. Mm. You know, like I talked about with the bubble, Charlie just got caught inside. I've definitely done that before, but <clears throat> trying to make it consistent to where you can turn that into a weapon. I mean, I'm remembering um, a couple games, Miami of Ohio, 2016, before I got hurt, we turned two bubbles into 80-some yards. 
because it was really good blocking on the outside and the slot guy was able to make the catch and go. So I think those two things can be really, really good. And not only that, but I hope, um, I hope all of them know the entire playbook. Mm. And what I mean by that is not that they just know all the plays. I hope that Charlie Jones can go from Z to F to X to Y. It doesn't matter. If we go 10 personnel and don't have a tight end on the field, then we have four receivers that they can play all those positions because I think it makes you very versatile, clearly. And and you become a utility because they can put you anywhere and you don't leave the field because they're like, yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. We can put him anywhere. So I think kind of those two things, which I can't say that they don't know the playbook, but I just feel like during my time there, we always had guys that, like, we're going to roll with three or four guys. These are our guys that we're going to roll with. Every now and then we'll sprinkle in somebody new just to get them some time. But, like, these are our core. And I feel like we don't really know who that is yet. So I feel like that's kind of something over the next coming weeks that somebody's got to be like, hey, I'm the guy. I'm the guy when you need something. All right. That was a very in-depth answer to that question. <laughs> well, I was very intrigued. Well, I mean, as a as a player, you can always work on everything, right? Mm-hmm. Whether it's you're standing in front of the jugs and just little things. You know, you're catching a – it's always the little things. It's You're playing catch outside or you're playing catch before practice and you see the ball in and you tuck it away. And then you throw it back and then you get the ball back and you catch it and then you tuck it away. So you create that second nature of every time you touch the ball, you tuck it away. So you don't have to deal with – catches that aren't or you know fumbles or anything like that just because boom boom it's so second second nature to you um little things like that uh, making sure you get your footwork down it just comes back to going about your business the way that if you didn't have another opportunity you'd look back and say i don't regret a bit of what i did i did everything i could to be as best as i could possibly be and if you can say that at the end of the day then nobody can take anything away from you I didn't make, mean to make this a motivational thing, but it's kind of turned into that. People are going to clip that and like play it for their middle school and high school football players. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but it's, uh, and that goes across all positions, of course. But mm-hmm. I mean, all you can really do is go out and do the best that you can do. And the rest is going to fall into place. Ugh, knew I loved you for a reason. <laughs> um, Colorado State coming up this weekend. This is another one where we kind of have to, like, do a deep dive on exactly who this team is. Have we ever played them before? Do you know? I feel like we have. Have we? I can't. I I think that the Rams. Okay. I think they're green. They are green. Okay. We've got a few things down. Got to do a little more research on this one, I think. Um, It's a little different than going into a Big Ten game where we've watched a million games of of those teams. Um, 2.30 game again. I think it's going to be a little less hot. I'm seeing, like, mid-70s. I always like to see that. I'm sure the players do, too. And then add 20 degrees to that, potentially. <laughs> um, in the 90s. There we go. In the 90s. With, <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but math is clearly not my strong suit. But the Hawks have won nine straight games. Did you realize that? They're cruising. That's fun. 14 consecutive non-conference games, which is the second longest streak in the nation. They also have five consecutive wins against ranked FBS opponents. Second only to Alabama, who has now nine after beating Florida. Which that was a very close Barely. game. Barely. That was a very close game. Florida misses the two point conversion there at the end. <sighs> Shoot. That was close. I would like to see Alabama get taken down. And let's keep teams under twenty five for the twenty sixth time. Or is it under twenty five or under twenty four? I'm pretty sure it's under twenty five. So twenty sixth time under twenty five points. 
Let's do that. We're 25 for 25. A lot of numbers happening. <laughs> yeah, this is rough for you. <laughs> it is. It's a little rough. <laughs> this is why I have you. But we will see you guys all back here for our Colorado State preview. Another home game coming up. Another opportunity for a win. Let's get four. Four games, four wins. That'd be a great start to the season. And then after that, it's on to Maryland. And then after that, we're back home with Penn State. Oh, football season. Gotta I'm love so it. excited. Let's roll. Go Hawks. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.